previously on Modular. Bradley and Quinn took on some mean harpies and a strange cultist in the Tower of Storms. Upon discovering the hypnotic beating heart at the top of the lighthouse, the duo destroyed it and helped the Sword Coast more than they know. They also befriended the giant crab, Seagull, and he got Bradley a brand new mace to replace his old one that his dear old dad gave him. Now Bradley is a part of a trio, but what will happen next? My name is Thorin George. My name is Luke Job. And this is Modular. The podcast where we take you through the modules written by Wizards of the Coast for the fifth edition of Dungeons and Dragons. That's right. These are the pre-written stories made up by the guys who made up D&D. We didn't write them, but we're here to run them for you. Now, tell me, Thorin, why exactly would we do that? Well, Luke... Maybe you're a DM who's thinking about running a particular campaign and you want to get a better feel for how it plays out. Maybe you're a player who's already been in this particular campaign and you want to reminisce on the good old days. Maybe you pooped your pants and while you're cleaning them, you just need something to do. Yeah, yeah, you you would need something to, to take the time, but you should be warned. Each of our episodes will take on a part of these pre-written adventures. That means there are major spoilers for the key plot points of Dragon of Ice Spire Peak in this episode. And Luke, there's another warning we should offer them. That's right. Modular is not a podcast for children. It contains explicit language as well as adult themes like sex, alcohol, drug use, violence, and loitering. So please be aware of these oh, not man, so loitering is so drink. bad. <laughs> well, actually, loitering loitering is pretty pretty stupid. Well, yeah, it's anyway. a pretty stupid law uh without further ado welcome to modular and our session seven of dragon of ice fire peak Bradley, you, Quinn, and Seagull, the giant crab, <laughs> have made your way back up to the top of these cliffs, following these narrow pathways. You find Roach tied up where you left him. You look back, just for a moment, out at this lighthouse, out at this rocky coastline. That green heart that was rhythmic, rhythmically beating, it's gone. And... <laughs> Maybe it's obvious, maybe you're not sure, but there was definitely a connection between that hypnotic heartbeat and these crash ships. So it wasn't all for naught. You've probably So did the green did the green heart have anything to do with the crash ships or was it just the harpies? No, it was the it was the heart. It was bringing them in so... and, and crashing ships. Oh. So you've kept... You said harpies. Oh, did I? I think so. I don't think I did. Uh, well, maybe I misheard. I just fucking hate harpies so much. I know you do. But please continue. I mean, all you, you, you realize now that you've kept sailors on the Sword Coast safe. As you're thinking, you know, about this, you have a bit of pride. And you feel good about it. As you're thinking these thoughts, a butterfly flies to you and lands on your shoulder a butterfly a butterfly and it looks at you and it says this is a message from a dabra gwyn she says come by 
her windmill. She's got a present for you. Can I send it back with a message? Uh, no, it flutters off. Oh. Uh, well, Quinn, I guess if we've got nothing better to do. I mean, yeah, we kind of thought she was a bit of a butthead, but... But she has a present for I mean, us, yeah, so presents are be... presents, that's awesome. Presents are presents. Um, Seagull says, never had a present before. <laughs> oh. You... I don't know if she's going to have one for you, but... <laughs> she doesn't know you, Seagull, so it's, it's unlikely that you're going to get anything. Yeah, but you know, here's a present. Have you ever ridden on a horse before? Mm, no, no, it sounds exciting. Ooh. And he he clambers up onto Roach's leg, and Roach gives a good kick and throws him off. <laughs> I, I have an idea. Quinn, why don't you drive? Um... And I'll hold Seagull in my lap. Let me drive the boat. Okay. Uh, you do just that. Seagull is is very heavy and awkward in your lap, and he says, "How big is he? You never like you never explain like how big he is." He is as big as your average Labrador Retriever. Oh goddamn! He's how the fuck am I picking him up? I mean. You got a 12 in strength, That's don't all you? crab. That's all crab, baby. But you're holding that crab. Quinn sets off. Uh, Roach moving a little bit slower than normal. He got a lot of weight on him. But it's it's not too far to Adabra's... Adabra's We're definitely uh, torturing this horse, right? <laughs> this is for sure animal cruelty. You make it back to, back to Adabra's windmill in no time. You dismount. It's getting late. Uh, sun is setting. And, but now that you got a horse, you move a little bit faster than you used to. She opens the door and she says, Well, howdy, y'all. How, how's it going? We're doing quite well, Adabra. We received your butterfly. Yeah, that's just, that's just the old animal messenger spell, I tell you. Um, yeah, so I feel like the last time we talked, we didn't really start off on the best foot, you know, but you did... Do me quite a favor with the mana core. And I thought if you was interested, Mr. Copper, um, I'd give you a, a magical tattoo if you don't mind. A magical tattoo? Yeah, it, it'd be pretty handy in your travels, I'd say. What do they do, exactly? She says, well, the one I want to give you would um, help protect you from the cold. And if there is a white dragon flying around then some resistance to cold damage would be, well, just peachy. That does sound very peachy. Would you have one for Quinn as well, or would it just be me? She says, I only have enough supplies for one of you, but I, I could give it to him if you'd rather, and Quinn says, Mr. Copper, you should take it. I mean, if you're certain, I... You know, you just have your mother to worry about. Mr. Copper, we've all got things to worry about. Okay, I will take the tattoo. Um, see, what does it look like? Do I get to choose, or do you have a specific uh, insignia you have to draw on me? It's it's quite specific. Yeah, I'm gonna. It's gonna be covering your entire upper chest. Okay. Um, and it's just gonna look like hexagonal blue and white crystals. Um. But it'll keep you safe. I mean, it's quite a body alteration, so if you're not committed to it, I understand. I mean, let's just get it started. Might as well. She nods. She brings you in. She says, I see you found a talking crab. And Seagull says, How did you know he can talk? He hasn't said a word yet. Seagull says, Seagull! And she says, No, you're, you're a crab. Um... She says, I, I can spot a talking crab from a mile away. I, I've I've met a few in my day. Are talking crabs common? I thought he was... No, not at all. I'm just... A bit unique. No, I'm, I'm just a, a well-traveled woman. Nothing wrong with that. She, uh, she instructs you to take off your shirt. Okay, I do. Um, and it's like, uh... 
It's like a wah, what does Bradley Cooper look wah, like? Shirtless. Wah, is he is he kind of, is he built? Is he Bradley muscular? Cooper? Oh God! Yeah, he's probably a fucking babe. He's probably got a twelve pack, and not of beer. Okay, and that's exactly what uh, yeah, that's exactly what I look like. Definitely, it kind of looks like I'm glistening. Like I put some oil on it. Like as I was pulling my shirt off. Um, this this woman's twenty years older than you, uh, and she she just kind of touches your abs and says. <laughs> My, my, Mr. Copper. All right, go ahead and go ahead and lay down. Um, and she pulls out this this blue and this white ink, and she gets a needle, and starts moving her finger, and the needle starts floating. Um, but before, if you've gotten a tattoo, you know before she can actually tattoo you, she has to shave your chest, and it's it's very. Oh, it was already shaved. <laughs> I thought it might be. <laughs> She says, she says, freshly shaved. All right, Mr. Copper. Um, quite interesting. Uh, the needle starts moving. What's what's wrong? What's wrong with that? I like to stay well as hairless as I can. I mean, aside from the top of my head and the stubble that I keep on my face, which I trim daily. Makes you a better swimmer too, Mr. Copper. Exactly. You move in the water like a slick seal. It takes uh quite some time. I need you to make me a Constitution <sighs> check. Ow! Needles! My constitution, I have a plus zero, two. I got a two. <laughs> you pass out. <laughs> you pass out from the pain. Um, you wake up. Yikes. It's, it's like four hours later. Um, dead of night. Quin- okay. Quinn's taking a nap. Uh, Seagull is just kind of pinching around. And you wake up and to Adabra saying, oh, all done, Mr. Copper. You did not handle that very well. Um, no, this was my first of, uh, this is my first tattoo. Well, I, I heard sounds I've never heard a man make before, but um, a lot of blood. You're quite the bleeder, but um, I'm glad, I'm glad you got it done. You look down, your chest is, there's a lot of blood, a lot of runny ink, um, but both of your pecs pretty much are coated in this magical aura and you can see it shimmering white and blue and you know she's now giving you resistance to cold damage wow so how long before i can start oiling up again i tried to do that daily she says well you're gonna need to leave this saran wrap on it uh for a certain amount of time then what is saran wrap oh my god um she goes through everything with you uh you know you know in no time it's going to be healed because it's magic. And she says, all right, Mr. Copper, um, I think I think that's all I can do for you, but I, I hope it's a better thanks than I gave you last time for, you know, slaying that manticore. Absolutely. I mean, any thanks is enough, personally. Well, then you're a... You're a good man. And she gives you kind of a, a pat on the, the arm. I I appreciate it. Um, well, we uh, best be off, shouldn't we? Quinn kind of stirs at that, and he says, Oh, yeah, Mr. Copper, I was keeping guard while you were getting your tat. Don't worry. Yes, I can definitely tell. Um, Seagull, how was your experience so far away from the ocean? I ate a rat. And he... He drags the rat's tail like a cigarette, and he's, it's good. <laughs> oh, God, so we're going to, I think we're going to have to keep an eye on him, Quinn. Oh, Mr. Carver, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a real hassle, uh, especially for your DM. <laughs> the... All right, Adabra, we, or at least I, greatly appreciate it. She, uh, she nods, and... Siegel walks out, Quinn walks out, and uh, Adabra, as you're leaving, she smacks you on the butt. Oh. And she says, I'll, I'll be seeing you around, Mr. Copper. At least I hope so. Of course. The three of you mount poor pitiful Roach, who did get some more rest, uh, and he slowly makes his way back towards Phandalin. Can, um, so, so on the first ride... It was definitely uncomfortable having this big old crab in my lap because you know that's at least eighty pounds of crab. Yeah. Um, 
So could I just have him on my back? Like, could his little legs be wrapped around me? And he could be like a little backpack right now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you have a little okay. crab backpack. Um, a little crab backpack. That's cool. Yeah. And also extra protection in case we get, like, arrowed from behind. Absolutely, yeah. He'll take an arrow for you. Um, sorry, I'm really gassy. <laughs> it takes no time at all to arrive back in Fandolin. As you mosey on into town, you pass uh, the shrine of Timora, where Sister Grayley works. She's not there currently, but you see that they've there have been some offerings left to the shrine. Uh, you also see that I'm gonna. I've noticed that my luck has been really bad um, recently, so I would also like to leave an offering. If that's okay. Okay, perfect. Cool. I'm going to leave uh, 10 gold. Okay. Uh, do you already have inspiration? I do already have inspiration. Nothing happens. Okay, that's fine. I just need uh, just need as much luck as I can get, I feel. Some good karma. As, Some good karma. As you're putting it down, you see a, a villager off in the distance just kind of wave at you. An unnamed villager, just saying hi. Hello, citizen. Hello. Uh, <laughs> off in the distance, you can see that there's there's a big plot of land that Fandolin had underdeveloped. Mm-hmm. It looks like they're breaking ground there, uh, but you don't know for what right now. I will ask when we return to the inn. I guess I shouldn't have said that in, in uh, his voice because that was really me saying that. Um, yeah, I'll ask about it when we return to the That's end. That's really method of you. Yeah. Uh, the... I'm such a method actor. Honestly, I act like Bradley Copper um, every day of my waking life now. Fuck yeah. You three move back towards uh, the Stonehill Inn. As you near the door, you can see nearby just leaning against the tree smoking a cigarette is Inverna Nightbreeze Bradley how are you I'm doing well Inverna how are you I'm just dandy we uh started breaking ground on a watchtower here in the center of town and I think it'll be a watchtower it'll be good use yeah good vantage that's, point that's I mean that's excellent this town needs more defenses, for certain. Absolutely, I'm glad you agree. As the two of you are talking, out of nowhere, a horse gallops into town at full speed. It passes you and slows, kind of kicks back, and the rider on the horse falls off onto the ground. He slams, hits the dirt, stands up. Uh, sorry, sorry. Uh, who's... I need I need help. Someone, please. Something terrible's happened. What's going on, Inverna? I, I I try to I try to stand the guy up. Inverna comes over too, and she says, "What's happened? Just just tell us the the straight of it." He says, "Butterskull Ranch. It's, it's, I'm a ranch hand. It's where I work. Listen, uh, orcs. They came they came out of nowhere, and they 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 butchered they butchered my." My co-workers, including my brother, listen, they... Orcs? Orcs, yeah, there there were a few of them. I, I don't know how many, but I made it out of there, but I'm, I'm a fucking coward. I'm a coward. I left them to die. <laughs> look, look, there's nothing cowardly about trying to save your own life. Quinn kind of says, oh, kind of. Mm, I don't know. You let, you let your brother die. Um, He says... Well, how do we know that? How do we listen, know that he lives? How do we know that his brother didn't die uh, they, before he ran away? They took, they took Bill, Big Al. They took him hostage. They said... Who is Big Al? Inverna looks at you and she says, You don't know Big Al? Bradley, he's... No, I've never heard this person before. He was the, the sheriff of Tribor. You know Tribor is a much larger town, just sort of a little bit uh, east of here. Uh, much bigger town, uh, bigger economy... Um, more stable in every way. She tells you that he was the sheriff, but that he recently opened up uh, a ranch called Butterskull Ranch, and that he has this prized cow that he ma- he uses her milk to make 
butter and they form them in the shape of cow skulls. And that's how they make a lot of money. A lot of rich people pay good money for them. I mean, that sounds cool as fuck. I'd do that. They said they said that I, I should go to Tribor. And then I should try and, you know, get, get some ransom money for Big Al. But they're not even going to do anything. I, I came here instead because, I don't know, I, I had heard... I had heard that Fandolin had a hero, someone that's been going on quests and, and doing good deeds. Listen, my boss is going to die if someone doesn't help him. Please, you, you have to go. And he looks to Inverna and he says, you're the, you're the hero they've talked about, right? I, I know it was, a, was an elf. And she kind of drags her cigarette and says, Actually, um, I believe Bradley here's the hero. I mean... If you want to call it that. I'm just a guy who helps around town. Quinn says, yeah, hero's a little bit. Um, that's a little, that's a far stretch, right? Mr. Copper, he's just a good guy. You know, heroes, they they defeat dragons, right? Mr. Copper hadn't defeated any dragons. Oh, yes, absolutely. No, I've never, I've never even seen a dragon in my entire life, save books. <laughs> um, but look, I, I have no issues helping save your boss. I do have a few questions, though. How many orcs are there? Um, well, there's a... I mean, alright, so my brother stuck one in the throat with a pitchfork, so that... Maybe, I don't know, somewhere between five and ten? Five and ten. I get a look on my face. My eyes widen a little bit, because I know how much, you know, it, it did take a little bit to take out two orcs. So I can't imagine taking out five or ten. Wait, even? you can't. Wait, can you not do it? You, you have some. Absolutely, absolutely. I might need some help though. Uh, uh, and Verna, if you would like to assist, I'd be more than welcoming of your aid. She kind of pulls you aside and she says, "Now, I'm I'm not saying I'm a, a coward by any means. I I, I kind of salivate at the idea of slitting an orc's throat. But Bradley, if if they hit Butterskull Ranch, they could be headed here next." We're going to need somebody in town. I mean, if, if ten orcs rolled into, into Fandolin, they could butcher everyone. Yes, I believe, I guess that is true. I, I can help you. And Seagull does his pincers. I I don't know uh, really uh, anything about orcs other than they have tusks, but I, I'll pinch them. I'll pinch them. Oh, I'll get them good. Ooh, give me, give me your nipples, orcs. Ooh, ooh. And <laughs> twins. Shut up, dude. Come on. Um... I, Seagull, you were coming anyway. Okay, great. All right, I was hoping to get a little more rest before we went to the, to do anything else, but... Is that a, is that a talking crab? Yes, yes, this is, uh, this is Seagull. She says, looks, doesn't look like a seagull. Okay, uh, she says, I'll just ask you questions about that later. Listen, Bradley, I, I think it's best if, if I stay here, but... Um, if, if you, if you're not back within 24 hours, I'll be, I'll be coming looking for you. All right. You... Let's mount up, Quinn. You look at Roach. Roach looks tired. We're gonna have to take my horse. Uh, right, Mr. Cropper. It was smart to separate the horses. The three of you mount, you take off into the night. Um, what's your HP at currently? 21 out of 24. Okay. Quinn's... Quinn got a short rest while you were getting your tattoo. But I'm also out of spell slots mm. and bardic inspirations. Mm. Twins at, Quinn's at 18 out of 26. Cool. Uh, you, as soon as you take off, you feel your muscles ache. You feel your eyes are weary. You do not feel up for this shit right now. I need you to make me a constitution saving throw. I'm tired. Right now. Aren't you a little tired? Quinn, Quinn nods. I got a 12. You and Quinn both suffer one level of exhaustion. You are going to be disadvantaged on all skill checks. Uh, but we'll be... Uh, we'll be be disadvantaged on attack rolls? No. Just skill checks. Just, okay. just athletics, skill checks. deception, okay. that kind of stuff. Okay. 
you take off into the night. The wind is blowing in your face. The moonlight is shining on the trail. But you know Butterskull Ranch is far. It's like 50 miles away. Uh, your horse can make it there in one stretch, but you're going to be pushing it. Um, your thighs ache. Your hands on the reins are starting to blister. Every once in a while, you just fade from conscious, consciousness for a second. Like you're just driving up way too late at night. But then you snap back. You, you feel a bump. Um, your fucking balls hurt. Like everything in you hurts. Like riding this horse is, is painful. But you're still doing it. You can smell yourself. You smell sweaty. You can smell some blood from old harpy wounds. Uh, it is... It, what was not so uncomfortable with having seagull wrapped around you is starting to wear on you. Your back hurts, your biceps hurt, you are feeling it. Eventually, you come to the abandoned town of Coneyberry. Uh, you've heard of it before. People talk about how it's uh, kind of a ghost town. Some people even say it's haunted. It is all quiet. You slow as you come in because there's, there's debris. You have to ride slower. It's probably about 4 a.m. now. And you still have the light from the moon. There are three unsaddled riding horses kind of off in the distance, about um, probably 100 feet off from you. You're like going down the main street of Coneyberry, and they're like behind some crumpled buildings. Make me a perception check. With disadvantage? Yep. Nine. Yeah, Quinn, Quinn didn't do too well either. You look off at them. Not many wild horses in this area. Kind of odd to see them. As you look at them, you let your horse take a break. Um, just giving yourself a few minutes to catch up. You hop off your horse for a second. Quinn and Seagull do the same. You all stretch your legs. I mean, you're going to get there as fast as you're going to get there. You know, th there's no controlling this. But you just need yeah. a second to to move your muscles. Yeah. You look out at these three horses. It's it's peaceful to look at these animals, just to kind of study them, watch them move. They're looking at you. They all seem kind of frazzled. They aren't sleeping, uh, even though it's four a.m. They're all just kind of meandering, wand, you know, aimlessly. Dark of night. Moonlight on you, shadow passes in front of you in an instant. It's bright, it's huge, it's white. You see a white dragon swoop down from out of the sky, lift one of these horses by its feet, and carry it off, just letting out a hideous. <sighs> And in an instant, it's gone. The other two horses panic. They sprint off. Your horse starts to move. I need you to make me a dexterity saving throw with disadvantage. Oh, I thought you were going to make me do an animal handling. Dex saving throws? I'm proficient in those, so let's hope I get a good one. Let's hope I get a good roll. Fifteen. Fifteen. You grab its rein, uh, your horse's rein. It was about to run off. You pet its nose. <sighs> calm, calm. Calm down. It's okay, boy. Is it a boy horse? It is a boy horse. You got, you okay. got two boy horses. Seagull says, um, okay, what was that? Well, Seagull, that was a dragon. Okay, good to know. Quinn <laughs> says, Mr. Copper, um, remember that discussion in Verna had with Harbin... Wester, where she said that the orcs were the only thing to worry about? She was wrong. I knew she was wrong then, and I especially know she's wrong now. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, that thing was fucking massive. Yes, that was... I don't know if you noticed, Quinn. So I, I, I taught someone in town said it was as big as an elephant. Yeah, it's much bigger than an elephant. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, um, we should go. I, I, I have to go... Use the privy real quick. I'll be back. <laughs> um, bring me my brown pants. 
Yeah. Y- you. <laughs> you go pop a squat. Uh, Seagull, he's a crab. I don't even know how crabs excrete, but he just does it right there. And Quinn says, oh, God. Why are we... Couldn't you just, like, walk five feet down the way? Well, no, I... What do I care? I'm a crab. Mm. The three of you reconvene. You hop back on the horse. It's daunting, but you are not tired now. Not At least not sleepy-wise. You're, you know, you are physically tired. Yeah. But you're awake. Yeah, so we're still, we're still exhausted, but we're awake as fuck. Um, every, I'm just going to keep, while I'm looking forward, I'm also going to keep my eyes on the sky. Um, because I, that was terrifying. That might have been, honestly, the most scared I've ever been. Well, you don't see anything in the sky. But you keep riding your horse's breath, uh, cold in the night. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's late. Uh, it's, it's almost, uh, September now. So we're starting to hit fall. It's getting a little colder. And eventually you come to an outcropping. You see in this outcropping one cow. It's it's a yellow cow. It has a big bow uh, around its neck and a cowbell. Go ahead and make me a perception check. Perception. Twelve. You see on this cow's ass, there's a brand. <clears throat> B-A-K. What does the brand look? Quinn says, um... B- B-A-K. His name's Big Al Calazorn, isn't it? I think so. Right, right. I've heard of him before. This must be his cow. Um, yeah... I mean, what do we do? Just leave it here? I mean, I feel it would be safer here than near a bunch of orcs. We could eat it. I don't think we're going to eat this gentleman's cow. Okay. okay. Just It was just a suggestion. Just an idea. I know it was. I, You know, I've, you've got a lot to learn about actual society. Um, and that's, you know, I'm willing to teach you. White privilege? We'll turn you into a stand-up citizen yet. Trigonometry? What? Okay, let's go. The three of you continue on. I need you to make me another constitution saving throw. No, don't. With advantage or disadvantage? Uh, this, neither. Just normal. Oh. Twelve again. You and Quinn suffer another level of exhaustion. You now will only have 15 feet of movement speed. Um, your body's just aching. It's absolutely brutal. Um... Eventually, though, riding all through the night, like, you you have now ridden through the night. The sun is coming up. Butterskull Ranch occupies a large plot of land on the northern side of the Tribor Trail, which you've been following, nestled between two large hills. Beyond a ramshackle wooden fence stand cornfields, an apple orchard, gardens, and pasture land. A path breaks off from the trail to lead to a two-story farmhouse next to a pond. West of the farmhouse are the charred remains of a barn and smithy that have been burned to the ground. You also see in this field, there there are like a dozen pigs just harmlessly wandering, eating some of the grass. Um, that's what you see. Right now you were... Probably 300 feet from the farmhouse. My brain tells me that's where Big Al is. Right, right. Do you think we should head in, or do you think they'll be expecting someone? Um, Mr. Connor, um, okay, so let's, let's try and think about this. Um, all right, it's, it's very early, um... So they're probably all asleep. They're probably asleep, right. Or maybe just waking up so they're groggy. I don't know. I mean, Big Al could already be dead. But why would they... Well, yes, that's true. I I, I don't know. So maybe, I mean, we could try and pincer the house. Front door, back door situation. You could keep Seagull with you. 
Are there any win- are there any windows in the barn? Uh barn's like two hundred feet from you. And it is burned to the ground. Oh no wait, so you hold on. Where what are we facing? You're so you're at the bottom. You see cornfields, uh and and this orchard and three hundred feet off, um just like due north. Uh, I'll say you can get closer. You're maybe like 200 feet off. There's a farmhouse. 150 feet. Okay. Farmhouse. Farmhouse Why and I get barn. Farmhouse and barn. D- yeah, different things. Yeah. As you're walking closer to the house, you see that there are a few corpses littered around. Uh, there are five dead human ranch hands. Uh, actually, four humans, one halfling, um, all dead. And there's two orcs who are dressed very similarly to the orcs you saw in the mine. Didn't the orcs in the mine say something about their compatriot coming to a ranch? Right, right. Yeah, I think they did. Must have been talking about these fellows here. Right. Okay, okay. So we, Fuck. so they were scouting for a new home. So they, they found it, but... And they burned a barn down. They burned a smitty down. Hmm. So if they're searching for a new home, what's the point of burning everything I down? I mean, the, the orchard still looks good. And it's about, you know, it's apple season. Um, and they got, they got... There's a lot of pigs. I'm just not certain these orcs are thinking things through. Or else they're not actually looking for a new home. Well, what about that? Quinn points down this trail. This trail leads, winds back up north towards the farmhouse, off the Tribor Trail. Uh, it's just like, essentially, this guy's driveway. You see that there is what you maybe thought was a corpse before. There is a sleeping orc just lying right on the trail. It looks like he has a blanket. Um, Mr. Copper, that could be a guard. Let's go slit his throat. All right, I'm not very stealthy. He might wake up if he hears me coming. I'm not the most stealthy either. Seagull says, "How stealthy are you, Seagull?" I, I I can do it. My, um, I have a plus two to my stealth. I have a higher stealth than you. I have a plus four to my stealth. Oh well, well even then, <laughs> um, I say let's get a little bit closer. And and see, see what's going on. Let's scope out the area some. You get. I want to see who's all is in that farmhouse. Okay. You get within. You walk up the driveway about a hundred feet. It's about as close as you can get before you think you're going to start uh, waking this guy up. So farmhouse is about a uh, hundred feet from you. Guard's about fifty feet from you. Is there a way that I can shoot him in the head and just kill him in one hit? You could certainly try. Um, Quinn pulls out his crossbow and he says we could fire at the same time. That's an excellent idea. All right, look. All right, let's do let's it. Let's do it. Uh, okay. Hold on. Hand crossbow only has a range of 30 feet, though. Um, I'll say you can walk up 20 more feet. Okay. Do you get advantage because he's on the ground? Yeah, he's prone. Okay, so 15 to hit. And Bradley got a 16. You mean Quinn got a 16? Quinn, so sorry. A lot of shit to keep up with. I'm Bradley, right? You both hit. Go ahead and roll damage. That's going to be four damage for me. Four damage from Quinn as well. Two arrows shunt into him. He jumps up. Grabs an axe. Uh, I want to shoot another one before he can react. Okay. That's going to be uh, 21 to hit. 21 hits. Come on, roll big. Five damage. You shoot him again. It pierces through his neck. Blood squirting. He still is moving forward forwards towards you roll initiative quinn go again <laughs> uh roll initiative god damn it i rolled an eight for initiative 
Quinn rolled a 14. Seagull rolled a 10. This guy rolled a 20. He charges you. He moves straight towards you, Bradley. Swings. Dirty 20 to hit you. You take 10 points of damage as he just swings this axe into you. Jesus. Quinn moves for him wicked fast. Hits him. Quinn uh, punches him right in the temple. You see his skull kind of collapse in and ugh, he falls down to the ground dead. Okay, that, that could have gone worse, could have gone better. Could have gone significantly worse. Could have gone significantly but better. Could have gone significantly better as well, yes. What's what's your HP? Still alive. It's at 11 now. Okay. Uh, Quinn says, you want this, Mr. Cropper? And he passes you his healing potion. No, no, you need it. Save it. All right. I'm fine right now. You've taken this Let's guy drag out. this body somewhere where they won't find it. <laughs> All right, you solid snake style. Put it in a closet. <laughs> yeah, it's hidden. You get it out of view. Okay. Moving towards the farmhouse? Is that what you would like to do? Yeah. I want to... I want to... I guess I'll roll stealth to move to towards the farmhouse. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's good. Seagull... With disadvantage, right? Yeah, Seagull got a dirty 20. I got a 14. Quinn got a 5. Clink, 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 clink. Can I pick him up? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. You pick him up trying to stifle as much noise as possible. Okay, you want to go through... You want to look, look through some windows? Yeah. I want to look through some windows and just, you know, clock how many people there are. Is this one story or two stories? Two stories. Southern Wall, you see that there is a, like... A little side porch that has a door in, um, mm -hmm. and there are three windows, uh, just one, two, and three in a row. Okay. Would, That's well, it. Yeah. What would you? Or do we just? I mean, you you want to oh, go around to sorry. another side? You want to look in the window? Like, what do you want to do? Yeah, I want to look in the window. All right. You want to look in window one, two, or three? Let's look in window one. Okay. Uh, you peer into what looks like a kitchen. Completely empty. The front door of the house uh, leads into this area. The front door is not where you're at. It's like to your left on the western wall. It, there's a large butter churn. There's work tables. Lots of food. It looks like it's been kind of ransacked, but there's still a lot of food there. Um, and you see a skull-shaped wooden butter mold. But there are no. there's nobody in here. Okay. Uh, let's look through window two. Okay. Are all three of these in the kitchen? Uh, no. The second and third one look into the same room. It's a dining room. Okay. You peer in. Uh, there are two trestle tables flanked by benches. Uh, cattle skulls hanging on the wall as decor. An orc looks you dead in the eyes. It says, What? What? Somebody's here, boss! Somebody's here! And he grabs an axe from the table, and he's moving towards that side door. Uh, let's, uh... Let's go somewhere a bit more <laughs> advantaged. <laughs> what are you gonna do? I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Fuck. What am I gonna do? You said he's moving to the door. Mm-hmm. I say we meet him there. All right. Uh, crossbows at the ready. Okay. Uh, everyone, roll initiative. Again. Yep. I got a dirty twenty. Mm. You'll be going first. And you can delay your action for him to walk out. Okay. Okay. You are about 10 feet from this door. Crossbow is up. He's not come out yet. But it is your turn. Would you like to delay your action and shoot when he comes through? I'm, I want to... I want to... Can I do like a as a bonus action roll intimidation to say come out of that door 
and we're shooting you. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead and um, go ahead and uh roll intimidation with disadvantage. Disadvantage. Okay. And then so I'm going to de- that's going to be a bonus action if that's cool. Yeah. Delay your um, action. And then my action I'm going to delay that if he steps out of the door he's going to get shot in the face. Perfect. Or wherever I can hit. Okay. Disadvantage. That's a 12 intimidation. He bursts through the door. Okay. Regardless. Go Shoot ahead. His and ass. Cool. Uh, I think it's a plus four for me. Yeah, it is. That's an eight to hit. Uh, eight to miss. It sticks into his hide armor. He says, he says, we just found this house. We're keeping this house. And I'm going to say you're on the right side. Quinn's on the left side. You both had your crossbows pointed out. Seagull's right in the middle. He charges Seagull. Uh, and misses. Uh, his axe glances to the side, just scrapes Seagull's shell. Seagull, Ugh, no, didn't like that. I'd pinch you now. Seagull attacks. <laughs> he misses, pinches at the air. Quinn fires his crossbow. Hits. Five points of damage to this orc. Nice. Mr. Copper, uh, just fuck him up. Your turn. <laughs> All right. I'm going to put my... I'm going to swing out my mace and try and hit him in the face. Swing out your mace, hit him in the face. That's a 15 to hit. It's a hit. And that's four damage. And you're adding the plus one, right? It's plus one mace. Yeah, it's already calculated. Okay, cool. It's already, cal- it's already calculated, yeah. Nice. Um, I also want to say... I want to... Can I try to... Because I don't want to fight. Because I'm fucked up and I'm fucking tired. Can I do a... Persuasion... After hitting him in the face? After hitting him in the face. And saying... We don't want to fight you. <laughs> we just want Big Al. Yeah, this... You can keep the house. Disadvantage. Okay. That's... God damn it. It's going to be an eight persuasion. He smiles and he says, I wouldn't want to fight me neither. (laughs) (laughs) He cleaves his axe into you, Bradley. Of course he does. And you take... So you got higher than a 14, right? Yes. I rolled a natural 18. You take 10 points of damage. Love it! I... As he's hitting me, I say, Quinn, I can use that potion right now! <laughs> uh, you reel back, bleeding. Seagull. Pinches and misses. Quinn drops his crossbow, charges in, and is just going to try and punch this guy right in the base of the spine. Yep, that'll do it. Got to do it. Ten points of damage. Uh, Quinn hits this dude so hard he seizes up falls backwards as he hits the ground Quinn just delivers another punch straight into his face and he kills this guy Quinn I could really use that potion now he passes it to you I have one of my own you have one of your own I have one of my own good 2d4 plus 2 2d4 plus 2 great I'm gonna take both of them right now you're taking both? So that's 44 yeah. plus 4, 44 right? plus 4, yeah. Cool. That's going to be 17. Nice. Whoa, in an s- instant. Bradley, you look a lot better. You and Quinn are now both at 18 HP. <sighs> uh, gods. All right, Mr. Copper, I've got an idea. What the fuck? <laughs> Yes, what's your idea? We're sending Seagull in first. Let him scout around. You don't think it's going to be a bit... All right, let's do it. Seagull says, I I can do it. I've been dreaming of this. He walks into the house. We're going to go one room at a time. So you walk in to to that kitchen you saw, and there's a room connecting it, or a door connecting it, 
to the dining room, which is open. You see, it looks like there's stairs in the dining room. It looks like there's a door in the dining room. And it looks like there's a, another door in the kitchen you could follow. Okay. I mean, shit. We might as well go through the door in the kitchen. Okay. Opening it up, you see there's a foyer, foyer. I've said that every time I've said that in this podcast. And there are stairs. You have said that every time. There are stairs leading up. And there's also another door. If he's going to be anywhere, he's going to be upstairs, right? Oh, I guess so, Mr. Copper. Let's send up old Seagull first. All right, Seagull, do this stealthily. Aye, aye, Captain. <laughs> oh, exciting. He rolled a 22 on his stealth check. Seagull manages to maneuver up this stairwell sideways. He moves around out of sight from you. And then he shouts, I've got him cornered! Rush! And he's going to attack this orc that he just snuck past. Oh, God. Uh, that's a seven to hit. Roll initiative. Seagull! It's a 16 initiative. Okay, you'll be going first again. Then the orc. Then Quinn. And then Seagull. So, um, 10 feet up staircase, there's a fight going on that you can't quite see. Okay, I'm going to go upstairs to look at the fight. Alright, you rush up. Next to the stairwell banister, there was an orc waiting with an axe ready for you. Somehow Miss Seagull. And Seagull's just at his feet, clawing at him. Or really at his, like, legs. Cool. I'm going to... Uh, I'm finally going to use my hat of wizardry. I'm going to channel... All of the energy that I can to use a spell, and it's going to be a firebolt. Um, so first I have to make an intelligence check. Arcana. Arcana. you got to oh, do okay. it with Arcana. disadvantage. Yes, I do got to do it with disadvantage. But it's only a DC Arcana. 10. And I just fail. Okay. I barely fail. Just cool. nothing Love happens. It. You got any bonus actions? Nothing happens. Uh, the only bonus actions I have are... Uh, Bardic inspos, and I'm out of those, so I'm going to take a uh, bonus action to... I'm going to try and hide behind, like, the corner where the wall meets the stairs. Okay. Uh, hi hiding, is a, hiding as a bonus action is a rogue thing. Oh, fuck! Yeah. Of course it you is! You can hide as an action. Okay. Well, then never mind. I'm not going to... The, the orc... You didn't do anything to the orc. He doesn't care. Th this crab just snipped at him. He hits... He hits Seagull. <laughs> Seagull looks up at you and he says, I'm doing good, right, Mr. Copper? And this axe comes barreling down and cuts him in half and kills him. What was the point of that? Literally, what was the point of introducing him? Of Seagull? Yeah. I mean, you could have used him however you wanted. You sent him in as bait and he just took a hit for you. And he's dead. <laughs> he had 13 HP. I rolled a 12 plus 3. So. Quinn, okay. Quinn, it's Quinn's turn. He shouts up. What What happened, Mr. Copper? Seagull's dead. Seagull's what? He's dead. Quinn doesn't run up the stairs. He bounces off each stair, anime style, makes it to the top, bounces off the wall, and tries to attack this orc. He hits him, and he deals eight points of damage to him. He cracks this guy in the face, and he says, You killed Seiko. That was our friend. I mean, we weren't very good friends, because we sent him in first, but... Fuck you! And he just punches this 
And this orc. It's your turn, Bradley. I definitely... I want to do something that isn't necessarily an action, but it is going to take a minute to do. Can I? Can this count as, like, movement? Sure, what is it? Cool. Well, what... I'm going to drop to my knees. Okay. And I'm going to... I'm going to look at the two halves of him, and I say, we barely got to know him. God. And tears start rolling down my face and <laughs> a lot of this is um part of a lot of this is from the exhaustion you know because you know how you get really emotional when you're really exhausted mm-hmm. um and i look up at this fucking orc and i say you killed him you bastard you deserve nothing more than to have your brain splattered across these walls and i'm going to attack him with my mace perfect that is a 23 to hit oh you hit him that's seven damage you hit him once you hit him good his chin throws to one side his neck breaks and you kill this guy and then i'm gonna keep smashing his head with the mace after he dies. Quinn grabs your hand after about four swings and says, Mr. Copper, it, Mr. Copper, it was just a crab. All right? It was just a crab. I know. And I know I said that before, but God damn it, he was more than a, just a crab. Quinn looks at you. It's almost scary how suddenly how hard he looks. But he looks at you and he says, Mr. Copper, it was just a crab. We've got a job to do. Yes. Let's make these walks pay. A quick search of the upstairs reveals no more crabs. But if you just want to try and find any... Th- I mean, no more crabs. No more crabs. No more orcs. <laughs> yeah, there's suddenly a second crab up yeah. there. Hey, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no more orcs. But if you would like to make me an investigation check, go for it. To just try and find anything interesting. Okay. I got a six. Man, if I wasn't rolling with with disadvantage, I would be doing really well on most of these rolls. Quinn finds a bag in what is clearly Big Al's desk. He says, Mr. Copper, I mean, we're here to save this guy. There's no chance. I mean, there is a chance. There's no guarantee that we're going to get a reward. So should we take this 165 gold I just found? I mean, the orcs could have taken it. And we just could have not found it on their bodies. I like the way you think. Um, 165 divided by 2. I don't know, it's going to be, what, 80-something? I'm looking now. Just just need a calculator as well. It's going to be 82 and 83. Yeah. Quinn keep. So I'll say he takes 83 because he found the bag, and I'll take 82. Perfect. You take Big Al's money. Dope. He doesn't need to know. Okay. There's nothing else upstairs. I'm still I'm still angry, so I'm going to warp past, so I'm going to go downstairs, and you said, you said there's like a door in front of the stairs? There was, or- yeah, there was another door. But but in the foyer, where you walked up the stairs, I'm gonna kick. I want to kick down that door. All right, you slam your foot into it. No roll needed. You're enraged at Seagull's death. It swings open, flies off the fucking hinges, and it's just a door to outside. Oh. <laughs> to your well. to your right, you see there's a well. To your left, you see there's a very clear hatch that leads into a cellar. Okay, well, if he's not up the stairs, then he's got to be down there, right? Right. Okay, Mr. Copper. I mean, we've got to be ready to fight. I am ready to fight. Good. Let's do it. I'm going to swing open the hatch door, and I'm just going to blindly shoot my crossbow down in there. Okay. You swing open the door. You fire your crossbow. A bolt lands into the ground as you're just looking down a staircase. (laughs) And... Quinn says, uh, we just lost the element of surprise. 
But to be fair, we probably... <laughs> I someone might be down We had probably already lost the element of surprise. I mean, I'm fairly certain we already lost it. Um, I'm going to do... I'm, I want to do, like, a deception slash intimidation thing. Before you can, you hear a voice that says, Walk down here real slow. Real fucking slow. Walk down here. My name is Bradley Copper. I don't, I don't, give, a, I don't give a rat's ass what your name I've is. I've come... No. No. Walk down here real fucking have... slow. I have come with the infantry of... What's the town near here? What is the town near here? I don't know. What did you say? If Bradley, if Bradley doesn't remember, that's on Bradley. You're, God, you're the one. You. Quinn, Quinn. I have come with the infantry of Neverwinter. There are a hundred guards out here right now. Come up slowly with Big L, or we will come down there and we will execute you. Roll me intimidation without disadvantage. Actually, I need intimidation and deception. So I'm going to roll deception first. That's 14. Okay. Deception. And then intimidation is... God damn it, it's a 10. There's no fucking way the Neverwinter Guard got here that fast. You dumb fucking prick. And no, I'm not coming up there. You're coming down here. You're giving me gold, and I give you the rancher. I look at Quinn, and I say, that was the best I've got. Um, Here's an idea. There's got to be a second entrance to this. I'm going to whisper this slowly. There's got to be a second entrance to the cellar somewhere within the house. What if you go that way, and then I go down this way? Perfect. Perfect, Mr. Cooper. He doesn't know there's two of us. He just knows there's only me. Right, right. Okay. So that way we can still get the element of surprise, hopefully. All right. That's what I'll do. Quinn takes off. You walking down the stairs? All right, I'm coming down. You walk down the stairs. You make eye contact with this orc in this dim light. Big Al Kalazorn, who you've never seen before, but you know it's him. It's on the ground, on his knees. His mouth is bound. His hands are tied behind his back. There's a shimmering axe to his neck. The orc looks you in the eye and says... I will not hesitate to kill this man. What are you going to do with the gold? Who, in their right mind, is going to trade with you, especially after you burn down this town and kill this person who was very important to the nearby area? I, I know people. I know someone who would take me in. I know a whole group of fucking Why people. Why are you here anyway? Don't you live in the mountains? What, since that fucking dragon came in? No, I don't live in the mountains. Not anymore. Why come to this... Why come to this... And why destroy the barn and the smithy? Could those not have been good resources for you? That was a way to pull this guy out of his fucking house. Listen, you think it's easy for us greenskins? Hell fucking no. I don't think it's easy, but I definitely think you could have thought this over. You give me all the gold you got on you, and I walk out of this place. I will leave this man alone, but if you don't drop gold right fucking now... He raises the axe. I will fucking execute him. All right. I pull out my coin pouch, and I toss it at his feet. He swings the axe towards Big Al's neck. In an instant, the blade shimmers in the light, moves towards him, and your heart drops. Modular is Thorin George as Bradley Copper, and Luke Job is our DM. The story you heard today, as well as 99% of the characters, were created by Wizards of the Coast and can be found in the module Dragon of Ice Spire Peak. Our music today was written and performed by Max Hedman. You can find Max's music anywhere you listen to music, and you can find his website link in the description of this episode. You can follow us on Twitter at ModThePod, 
Join our private Facebook group at The Modular Podcast Fan Club. Follow us on Instagram at The Modular Podcast. Follow us on TikTok at The Modular Podcast. And subscribe to us on YouTube at The Modular Podcast. We're going to have some videos soon. Here's a quick shout out to Lois Caldwell, Ivy Knapp, and Justin Buxman. And if you want a shout out, maybe you should follow us on Facebook too. They follow us on Facebook, by the way. Anyway, please just share this with everybody you know who you think would enjoy Dungeons and Dragons. We put a lot of time and we put a lot of heart into this and we really, you know, we do it for you. And we also would appreciate it if you could get more people so we can do it for them too. New episodes come out every Tuesday and until then, thank you for listening to Modular.